What is going on, NZHL community? How's it going? We are now in round two of the NZHL playoffs. Round one had some very interesting games, some pretty crazy stuff. I want to say thank you to everyone who saved their VODs so I can go back and watch these games because there was some pretty crazy stuff that I got to witness, and we'll talk about it later. Um, last episode, we had a bunch of friends. Now it's just me and Cien again. So what's up, buddy? Oh, everyone's doing well. Everyone uh, had fun in the first round. Or you know, got to pack your bags early and are ready to move on to the next season. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm already there. I, I have, don't know yet if I'm going to sign up and play yet. I mean, it'd be kind of weird to run a podcast and not play in it. But hey, man, that's life. And maybe that's what I got to do. But we'll see. I got some time to think about it. Um, you know, I try to invite a captain from each of the team to come on and talk about their next series, but you know, life is life and people are busy. So maybe we'll try next time. But, uh, ACN, good news and bad news. You won your series, but now you play the bandits in round two. Hey. I will say this, though. You did get two wins against them in the very last week of the season. So, like I said, um, you know, we'll get into it, but the hottest team going into the playoffs is usually the most dangerous team, and you guys continue to stay hot. So maybe this is 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 the right time for you to pounce on the Bandits. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, uh, the Bandits... uh, In their... I guess in this season and last season, I've only... Have only lost two, I guess, or more, but only lost two games in a week, three times. One in the playoffs, one in the regular season last year. So I guess two last season, one in the playoffs, one in the regular season. And then this one at the end of this season. And I was a part of twi- or two of them. Got this. That's a, that's a lie. I don't have this. I will not be having the energy that I had last episode. So there will be no hot takes for me to get called out on this time be hum- i'm gonna be very humble okay? so we'll <laughs> yeah get to that <laughs> yeah you, you can't be talking your shit against these boys oh oh no <laughs> i would have if i would have if shrimp was still here but no yeah yeah that, that that's kind of a bummer hey you don't get to play against shrimp yeah i always like i always like playing against shrimp because him and i will sit there and dm back and forth and talking shit the whole game but Friendly, of course. Sort of. Yeah. Sometimes. I may get personal sometimes, but still friendly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Yeah, you get a Red Bull, buddy. <laughs> so, fall asleep. So I got to watch most of the games in the first round. Um, I watched a couple more series more than the others because a lot of people didn't want to record their VODs or stream. <clears throat> All it and friendship. Uh, <sighs> I just, just upset. That's I told them to stream <laughs> when I wasn't yeah. in the lineup. Yeah, and they didn't, but anyway. We're going to get to these series. Um, we don't want to spend, you know, 20 minutes on a series, but I got some notes for each series, and then CNN can give their 
you can give your take. I mean, obviously you didn't get to watch much games like I did outside your series, but I'm sure you got some opinions and takes and gladly you can share them. So we start off round one with the top seed bandits going against the eight seed dump stars. And we said, oof, you don't want to be the eight seed when you finish the season. And that was the hill the dump stars looked at. However, the dump stars, in my opinion, I watched the entire, I don't know if Duck played game six. It was the only one I didn't see, but it was like the least important game of the series. But the dump stars took the first two games of the series. They were up 2-0 in this series. Um, you know, and they did, they got some bounces, but that's what happens in EA games. Like, you have to get those bounces. You have to get that luck. Um, they went, they took uh, game one in regulation. And here's the crazy part. They're down a goal. And I, I already knew what the score was going to be when I was watching the VOD, but I was looking at it and I'm like, so is this when they score? Is this when they score? And then it was like 12 seconds left. The puck got cleared out on a power play. I think the Dumpsters got a power play, but the puck got cleared out with like 20, 12 seconds left. I'm like, okay. So they come across the line. Is this where they score? Is this where they score? And there was like three seconds left. The puck's behind the net. Then it gets to the half wall and then someone shoots off the half wall frosty tips it in with 0.4 seconds off the bar to tie the game to go to overtime in game two it was insane like there was like he just grabs a puck off the wall duck is like a like so short from blocking it like he gets down in position and the puck just kind of goes over his shoulder and frosty has his blade sitting right there and and, and the shot got released at like 0.8 seconds Frosty tipped it in with 0.4, just crazy. Then Lavinka goes and scores in overtime, and the Dump Stars are up 2-0. Uh, it was insane. Then game three, uh, the Dump Stars are holding on to a 1-0 lead with three minutes left in the third period. Unfortunately, they can't hold on to it. The Bandits tie the game and score immediately in game three overtime. I mean, this almost could have been a 3-0 series for the Dump Stars. And you would have really had the Bandits on the ropes if you could have taken the first three. Um, not to say that the Bandits would have been ruled out. I mean, reverse sweeps are possible. Take it from me, people. Uh, and then come game four, the, the oh man, you had to see the CN. Uh, it, the Bandits are up 2-1 late in the game. Um, Duck with one of the most rarest like turnovers you'll ever see. He's playing center in this game. He gets the puck. The defenseman gives it to him up the center, and he's coming across. He's he's ent exiting his own, and Frosty steps into him at center ice. I I it, it's kind of a weird animation, but it looks like Duck's trying to do an LB deke around him, and Frosty gets a shoulder on him, and loses the puck, and uh, the winger on the dump stars there grabs a loose puck and frosty's already cheated he's taken off after the hit there's no defenseman in front of him and he gets the breakaway he gets the breakaway he's in all alone to tie the game he gets the goalie down and out backhand bing off the post it doesn't go in the time runs out it's a 2-2 hockey game or it's a 2-2 series uh, and once again, game five, the dump stars lose in overtime. So these were like games under four goals in all these games. And the dump stars lose three straight to the bandits. And then unfortunately, you know, 
when you lose so many heartbreaking games like you do, that dumb stars, uh, you just you just fight so much, but it's just not enough. And then the Bandits go and finish them off with a 7-1 win in game six. Bandits take the series in six. Um, one note I will say, after the dumb stars took a 2-0 series lead, Led or Gronk didn't play in the next three games. And that's tough. I understand availability. I don't know what the what the availability is like, but when you can't get Led or Gronk in the next three games when you're up 2-0, that's just got to be hard. But props to Frosty. He did everything he can. He played center. Um, he did enough. I'll, I'll say the Dumpstars did enough to possibly win this series, and unfortunately, they just could not put these guys away. Um. It was a crazy series. Uh, CN, I know you didn't see the games, but I'm sure you got some things you want to say about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll just start off uh, quickly by saying uh, props to the Dumpstars for, you know, at least getting those two games, right? That that did shock um, pretty much everybody. I mean, um, we had the, so we had those those playoff predictions um in the in the discord server that uh was like through a google form and nobody like that or after the first night the only like vote that could have possibly won was one person said that dumb stars would win in six like nobody thought that this series was going more than five outside of that one person so you know kudos to them for at least getting those two wins there um and uh you know i was i, I got told the other day i talked to uh some people from their team um that basically litvinka this was like one of the first times all you know all season and for the past few seasons really that he couldn't play uh one of the days and he couldn't play friday so friday to like what you were saying there at the end where they didn't have letter gronk uh gronk got to be honest with you i expected offense to gronk it just seems like it's a common theme that you know, when his team needs him, he's not there. So, uh, but led, that was a obviously huge hit not having, uh, you know, led to play, uh, center or wing. Uh, but, you know, props to them. I mean, like you said, they're all close games, literally all of them outside of the last, outside of game six, you know, being seven to one. Uh, I don't really got too much to say because, like I said, I didn't or I wasn't able to yeah. see the games. But you know, it's a definitely, definitely uh, a shock to see them go up to nothing. And I think that little fire, a little little bit of a fire under Booty, especially some talk, some 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 trash talk in the in the gen chat. Yeah, well, like if you told me that the dumpsters were going to be up. 2-0 going into their, you know, so-called home ice for the next three games, and they hold the Beauty Bandits to, was it five goals in three games? You just thought, wow, did you win any of those games? No, you didn't, because you only scored three. Yeah. So, I mean, to be outscored 5-3 in all three games total, is it's just tough. You know, the dumb start, this is what you had to do. You had to shut down that offense, and you did. But you also got to score goals, and it, it just feels like after all the balances they got in the first two games, they couldn't get one to save them in the series, and the Bandits started getting all the luck and the bounces. So, you know, big props to Dumpstars. I'm, like I said, I watched this, and it could have been, you know, even if the Dumpstars get it to 3-0, 
you know, you get that seven-game series and maybe you're able to put a better line out than what they put in game six. Even though Light was out there, it didn't look like the strongest lineup outside of Ledvinka. I'm not trying to say that to insult the dumb stars, but I mean, the lineup that the Bandits put out there next against the, uh, the, the dumb stars lineup in game six, it was no surprise. It was a seven, one, uh, beat down. And I'm, but, uh, thanks, thanks goalie had to hop in. So, uh, I mean, he's not the worst goalie by any means, but it's not a, not your ideal game six and seven, uh, you know, goaltender. No, no. But uh, congratulations to the Bandits. I mean, you know, you're still the champs until someone can beat you, and that hasn't been the case yet. So we'll we'll get on to what you got going in the next round. Um, now moving on to another series where a team did everything they possibly could to win a series, and unfortunately their offense couldn't show up as well. We got the Stinky Doodles versus the Rock'em Sock'em. Uh, Stinky get the split in the first two games. They get they get a one. They steal one with a stealing game one in overtime. So you get the split. You go home for your three next games on the home ice advantage that Nikki likes to say there is. But they were only able to score six goals in their next four games of the series. I mean, they did as much as they possibly could to keep these uh, the keep the games low scoring, and that's what I said the Stinky Doodles had to do. But uh, they just couldn't score goals. And I, th- I know, hang on, I'm going to go back to... Oh, check here. So after the Stinky Doodles, hang on. So the Stinky Doodles score three goals in game one. And they don't score more than two goals after that the rest of the series. So they score three in game one, and then they're only able to score two, three, five, six goals. Yeah, six goals the next four games. Their home ice advantage, they lose one nothing, two one, two one. So if you told me you were gonna hold the Rock'em Sock'em in your next three games after being after tying the series, so only five goals, you're like, whoa, I mean, you got some offense, put some goals up. And they only scored three goals as well. So that was pretty crazy. Um, and then, you know, the same thing. Once once the Stinky Doodles could not get the offense going, the Rock'em Sock'em finished their series with another 7-1 victory. So these series have almost kind of like played out the same way in a way, uh, CN. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, if, if you told me that, you know, that the Stinky Doodles were going to hold Rockham to, um, you know, four goals on the second night. Um, there's no no doubt in my mind that I would have said that that at least Stinky held or won like two of those. Um, but only being able to win one—that's tough. Uh, they did, you know, play. They played the style of hockey that I expected them to play where it's low scoring games and where I thought that that was going to benefit them the most. Um, and if they like, you know, my, my honest thought process was if you can keep these, you know, the top two goal scorers of the league, I believe off the board or as off the board as much as possible, I guess that 
you you have a really good chance to to come out of the series on top. Unfortunately, they weren't able to, and the last last night of the series got got ugly. But that's pretty much the same case with all of the all the series. So, um, you know, hats off to Stinky Deals for keeping them very close, but just wasn't enough. Yeah, and 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 it almost kind of plays the same way, you know. Like you you got these guys on you 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 have these guys right where you want them. If you can just get one or two more goals in these next three games, especially losing one nothing in game three, you know maybe the outcome is different. And then when it comes to game six, and you got to start playing some depth players on your team, and Rockham Sockham is throwing out the heavy hitters with Keenis and Teske, and you know, and you got Turk on the wing with. Uh, I can't remember well, but I I don't think it was like the strongest lineup. There was no rack. There was no. I don't think there was Bruin, but correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Bruin was in. I do believe he played okay. all six games okay. in the series. But but yeah, like when once you get to the you know playing your depth guys. You know, you've kind of, you know, threw out your best shot in those games, and if you couldn't score goals, you know, it kind of just depletes you. And, and you know, you can't give these guys more chances at the well. You know, same with the Bandits. You keep letting them go back to the well and finding their game. You know, it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. <clears throat> but enough of that series. We'll move on to one that was, uh, you know, had no shortage of offense, in my opinion. The uh, Squirtle Squad versus the Acorns. Um, the Acorns get the split. Uh, you know, we said that uh, the Acorns might are one of those pesky teams, and I got, they've given the Squirtle Squad some trouble, especially with Shaner. Um, he didn't play the first two games, and they got a split. So, you know, you run out there, you steal a game without having your best guy in net, and then you go with your best guy following the series you would have thought hey you're giving yourself a good chance and then in games three and four they both trade shutouts shaner gets one pizzle gets one so it's an even series so now you know it's a best of three series but unfortunately uh squirtle just come out and start scoring hard um i i mentioned on the show you know like Shotzi's a guy who could put up six or seven goals in a game. Now, he didn't do that, but he did put up seven assists in game three. Um, Shotzi had, I didn't read all of uh, Shotzi's game logs, but I saw that in two of the games, he had, uh, had 12 points in two of the games. I didn't read the rest of them. So, you know, like I said, it was pretty hard to stop this Squirtle offense. Shaner played four games, so I'm assuming he played the last four games after they got the split. He saw 77 shots in four games played. He saw 29 shots in game six. I mean, we said that, you know, Shaner would have had to steal this series. I just, you know, when you're relying on your goalie to keep you in the series, it's not a sustainable uh, strategy. And eventually, you know, the Squirtle Squad's offense was just too much for the Acorns. Uh, CN? Uh, yeah, I mean, you said, I mean, uh, Shaner had, I believe, 
believe it was the second most shots faced in that in in the playoffs, which actually was a shocker. I expected him to be the most, but that 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 series to me is was kind of all over the place because, like, you know, you said, oh, there's there was no uh, no lack of offense, right? Well, I mean, in two of it, in in the only two games to get shutouts in this series, there was a lack of offense. On one of the teams, and it, it it or let me sorry, two of the three shutouts in. Um, yeah, I'm gonna shut up. I think there was more shutouts. I don't, I don't know, but definitely they had the two shutouts back to back, like you said. Uh, this this series confused me. You know, they go uh, night one, Acorns win six to two, and then two to one, like or and then lose two to one. That's just that up and down. Like, okay, yeah. what the heck. The same thing with night uh night two, seven to nothing win my you know, Squirtle, two nothing win my acorns. So like it was just back and forth, and I'm pretty sure their lines were per, like kind of the same like the whole way through. Um like Yeah, so after the first two games, uh the Squirtle squad outscored uh the, the stinky dude or not stinky dude, the acorns in the next four games, eighteen to nine. So like I said, the Squirrel Squad is a powerful offense, and if you can't slow them down, it's over. So they score an average of four and a half goals, possibly the next four games. I mean, it's a tough mountain, and the Acorns aren't exactly the most dynamic offensive team. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it was tough to see Shane. I mean, they uh, they mentioned it on the the media show this week that Shanner this season faced 21 or a little over 21 shots per game through the regular season and then turn around and and I guess let's see just just on Shanner again um 19 uh 19.25 shots per game I mean he he saw shots like crazy um this that team, I think I was hoping it would do something. I was hoping it might have a chance to beat Squirtle, but uh, I think ultimately the... I mean, same thing with all of these series. I think ultimately the better team did win. It's just that, you know, it showed... They they showed to me that why they ended up at the seventh seed after kind of being, you know, towards the more middle of the pack throughout the throughout some of the season... Props to, to Shaner for doing his damn best, even though I want to always give him shit in chat. Um, it's, to, it's tough to see the, you know, 7 nothing loss in Game 3. Um, they did bounce back, I guess, a little bit with 7-4 to four in that final loss in Game 6, but still not going to be enough, obviously. No. And... And we, we kind of said it, you know, these acorns, you know, scrapped away and, and you lost so many tight overtime games, but it wasn't exactly like they were scoring a lot of goals. It was the lack of them scoring goals. Yeah. And it just, the the the, uh, the story just <laughs> continued all the way into the playoffs where they scored six goals in game one and just couldn't score anymore after. It's a, it's a shame. And, yeah. And rounding off the final series, which uh, I predicted seven, it finished in six, but I said the mullet would win. Um, mullet Patrol versus Friendship. Okay, this this was weird. I um, I didn't watch the first game. 
because I was kind of finishing up work, but I put the put the game in my AirPods, and all I kept hearing was the goddamn mullet goal horn going off in game one, and I'm like, oh my god, and I don't even know who was playing this game. I didn't see the line yet. I'm like, my god, is Sofa Ducky getting pounded 10-2? But then I look at the lineup, oh, okay, it's not them. Um, and I'll get but I'll get to that later. But they bounce back and they get a shutout and two nothing. Now Wick tells me, did he tell you the story? I don't want to say it on the thing, but Wick tells me why it was ten two and then two nothing. I mean, I'll tell you off the record. I was just like, really? Is that I, I really did hear I did hear some some stuff about that. If it's I'm assuming the same thing in it. Um, you know, there there are obviously there there that reason is it, a very valid reason. It's a it's an unfortunate thing that happened, but um, yeah. You know, I think ignoring any any of that, I think the teams on the ice just did do play. Like they did. Yeah. The the score was representative of how the game would have yeah. gone, in my opinion, in like the final the final result. But the actual score, the amount of goals, was a little. Yeah, I mean, out there. Yeah, ten ten two is crazy. But then they bounce back with the two nine. So the series is tied. Now they get their quote home ice advantage unquote, and they get game. Uh, they get game three. They're up 2-1. But after that, the next three games, they score a goal a game. They only score three goals in the next three games. And I said this. I said, listen, this team does have a problem scoring goals sometimes because of the way they play. They're a team that tries to make mistakes and capitalize on the transition. Now, when you get to the playoff hockey, nobody's letting you have those open breaks in the transition. Like, it's a lot of clogged hockey in the neutral zone, so it doesn't really fit their play. But moving on, yeah, they didn't score more than two goals all series in a game. That's not a recipe to win a series. Not to mention, Mullet Patrol was out Koala and Shieldsy after night one. So Shieldsy and Koala, they get... They split, and Shieldsy goes off in a 10-2 game, and then we're shut out 2 nothing. And then you guys have to go the rest of the series without your best left winger and a very key defenseman, and you get this done in six. Um, you know, you say, like, goaltending, you know, is not as great for the French, but I don't think goaltending was the problem in this series. It was definitely offense. And to go back to that game one, game two lineup, I understand you got to play these games, these guys, to, you got to play these guys two games in their series, but I don't know if I would have went both nights in game one. Like it almost seemed like like I don't know the availability of the mullet, uh, the friendships, so maybe they couldn't. But if the the availability was okay, and and when Wick got that news that you might have been out your two best guys or two of your best guys after night one and decided to punt on night one, thinking the best lineup could like, you know catch an advantage i just don't agree i think that you know if the availability permitted it i think that should have been a better lineup in night one but uh cn what do you think um you know i mean you heard me on the podcast last week uh very very confident about that series and uh i i think i was confident in the in the series for the right reasons um like you said they, they didn't score more than one goal game uh or more than two goals in, in a game. Um, those games were, from what I've heard and what I saw in, I mean, I was in net for their first win on night one. But they, uh, those games were, those games were rough. I think game three, when they won two to one, 
there was so there was a patch i believe it was on like thursday maybe wednesday that in, impacted goalies um like primarily and one of the things that seems to be happening in this patch is you get if you shoot the goalie straight in the chest sometimes he just falls on his ass right that happened twice in i think out of out of night 3 or out of night 2 I think that happened for three out of their four goals where they shot trying to get like a rebound or something. And uh, Dan, you know, just turned around and fell on his ass because of that new new update. I'm not saying that they couldn't have scored or anything like that. I just think it was a really unfortunate thing. They're trying to play a, uh, you know, like a greasy style. And, you know, for two games, it did work. But they, they ultimately just were having trouble scoring, whether that was a matter of our defense, our goaltending, or just their, you know, their actual scoring ability. It, it was unfortunate for them. Obviously, I'm more than happy about it. I think, you know, uh, pretty much everyone on our team played extremely well. I think that was one of the best weeks um, I've seen out of our guys for a bit, uh, minus uh, week six of the regular season where we went 6-0. and but yeah, I mean, not having Shieldsy and Koala for night or for um, you know, after night one, that was that was a hit, and that definitely sucked. Shieldsy, I think, would have actually made it back in time for Game Seven. Um, he had posted the line, except the the problem is the avail was so bad that we would have had to have um, was Czar on uh, on left D, which. Uh, not ideal, but didn't even need to get there. Uh, friendships needed to pounce. Um, they they needed to pounce right on us, and they weren't able to do that. So, hats off to the guys that did show up and give it their all, but just wasn't enough, unfortunately. Yeah. So, like, like, yeah. So we're going back. Like, they go, they they steal game two and three. Uh, outscoring you guys four to one, and then after that, you guys outscore them seven five, uh, twelve to three. So like, and the crazy thing is, like before the trade deadline, these guys could score, but they couldn't get a save. After the trade de- deadline, it seemed like they were getting saves, but they couldn't score. It's just a really crazy story. Um, you know, unfortunate for the friendship, you know, these are a lot of my boys, but, uh, you know, someone has to lose this series and the problems that were leaking into the friendship came out in full force in the playoffs and congratulations to the mullet patrol. You get the beauty bandits in round two. (laughs) Hey, so happy. Yeah. (laughs) I I will say this though, you guys have a m- offense and firepower, um, that like if you start to put the puck in the net on the bandits, now I'm not counting the bandits out, oh. but but I don't see any tight two one three two games where the bandits are like holding on for dear life to tie the game. Like I just think that. You know, the lineups that, like, when I saw the lineups that Bandits were putting together, and I don't know, you know, it just, obviously, they're, they're, they're a good team, and they got good players, 
I just don't know if you're going to get away with Duck playing center and LeBronto on D against like a Shieldsy Mikey Lazar lineup. I just don't know if that's the recipe you want. Um, well, obviously, I mean, I guess this kind of leads us into, you know, the next series. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, with my no. quick segue into round yeah, two, yeah, but no. yeah. But so um, we, uh, as at the beginning of this, I'm going to be extremely humble this time. So, um, and I'm going to, given that this will release uh, the morning before the playoffs start, uh, or the morning of the, the start of the playoffs, this uh this Thursday you know availability was is pretty killer. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to fight. So I am actually not playing. I think I'm one of the only people. I think I'm the only person who could play, like who had availability, who isn't. Um, and it's just you know to just because we have to you know get everybody their games and whatnot. This uh this Thursday availability is gonna be a little tough. Um, and I th- it definitely gets better throughout the the series but we need we're gonna have to try our asses off uh we did beat the, the bandits twice uh in week six both of those being uh very tight both of those actually being very tight games i think one was the i know the one was two to one and the other was i think four to two uh i could be wrong they they can score pretty much at will Right, so if we can't, if if our, you know, our right side really has to be prepared, right? You've got, um, I don't, I don't know how many games Duck may be playing at center, but if he's playing on D, and then you have Devin, uh, on the left side, or on on their left wing, you have to. Our right side has to be extremely prepared to to lock that that stuff that lock that side down, and maybe force them to utilize the other side, but. I think I'm I'm confident in my team that I think we can do it. Um, I think we just we have to remember that we can beat them, right? We can't let ourselves get out of it, uh, and we can't kind of go into that being like, "Oh, yep," or or it's game over. We're playing the bandits, right? I literally I, I played them last season in the playoffs um, with the River Hawks. No offense to that team, but I think this Mellow Patrol team is a much better team. And I think that the the Bandits team from last season compared to this season is a season that, or is, is a, a little bit of a step down. Not by, like, a lot or anything, but, you know, I mean, you go from having Perf uh, full-time to, to not. That's a definitive little bit of a, a step down. But I think we, we've got the team that can do it. Uh, but the the, the the bandits are a very good team, and it will be tough. I don't see this going any. I I don't see how like either team could win in like four or five. This goes six or seven for sure. Yeah. Um. Like I said, like uh, they were alternating floppy and and duck at center. Um, Lebronto was playing games at D, you know, they had Marty, uh, Miller, like they, there's depth on this team. I just feel like, um, what's the word I'm saying? Like the dumb stars gave them everything they could handle. Like they were low scoring games. Um, but once the dump stars got into their depth part of their team, I think, you know, the bandits didn't have to sweat as much. 
Obviously, they go and score seven in game six and put this series away. Um, I just feel like if the Mullet Patrol start to get up about two goals in a game or three goals in a game, I, I just don't know if the Bandits are always going to come back in that game. But with that being said, and I'm sorry, CN, because they're the champs until you can beat them. Um, I got the Bandits in seven. However, if you get the split in the first two, I might change my opinion. Um, yeah. The... If you go down, if you go down o two on the first night, then yeah, trying to win four the next six will be tough. But if you can get the split, I might change my prediction. But right now, it's Bandits in seven. Yeah, I think that that split in the first night is is extremely important. Uh, it's always important in any playoff series, but um, you know, giving a, a given a series where you know you're playing the two leading point scorers, the the best player in the league, and then the you know <laughs> the two leading point scorers in the league. Um, it's it's a tight. <laughs> the the area. It's a very. It's gonna be a very tough. You know tough series and you have to you have to go out and split if if we go down three nothing um i you're like two nothing it's doable we go down three nothing it's probably game over so uh for for us we have to keep ourselves in it and just give ourselves the best chance to win it by just showing up basically right showing up and remembering that we can play fucking hockey <laughs> Yeah, I'll be looking forward to watching it because I know the duck saves his VOD, so thank you, duck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the next series. Um, this one will have no shortage of goal scoring, in my opinion. I'll, this will be a very interesting one. I hope I get to see some more VODs of this series. But thus, Rock'em Sock'em will be going up against the... Uh, oh, oh, before I move on to the series, I just want to say that the mullet... My friggin' notes. Bandits and Mullet, you tied the season series 2-2. So you both split wins during the season. However, the Bandits outscored you 15-8. to But I think a couple nine, of these games I think were before. Nine. I think like nine of the their goals did come in one game. I think we like literally lost nine nothing yeah. or something yeah, like you that. Yeah, yeah, you lost like six nothing in game okay, one. Okay, six but... nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, still yeah. like... But then after your availability got better in those two games, you did beat them 2-1 and 4-2. So you did split the season series. Just wanted to point that out, that uh, you have beaten this team before, and it, there's no nobody saying that you can't do it again. Yep, for sure. Now with that, we're yep. Now we're going to go on to the Squirtle Squad versus the Rock'em. Before I forget, I will say this series also was a tie. Two two wins each for Rockham and Squirtle. The Rockham did outscore them nineteen to fifteen in this series, so a lot of goals put up by both teams. I think that will happen again. Um, uh, I mean, Pizzle against Nikki, and I'm not saying this is not a knock against Nikki, but Nikki has been giving up some pretty leaky goals, and if he starts giving up them leaky goals when Pizzle's in net for the Squirtle. Uh, it could be a really tough mountain to climb, but taking nothing away from Rock'em Sock'em, they have the offense, they have the goal scores, they have the players to put the Squirtle squad away. This will be very interesting. CN, what do you think? Um, this one to me could go either way. Um, if 
it, it's it goes back to the same thing I said about the stinky doodles is that you need to limit uh, Rockham to you need you need to limit their goals, right? They have an absolutely absurd amount of of goal scoring. Um, they had I just did fact check this though. They had the top two goal scorers with Teske and XG Green, um, and not that not that uh, you know Squirrel can't can't score either, right? But I think you need to lock them. You need to lock them down because when Teske and Green can start cooking and can start going, you know, putting crazy amounts of goals in, they're they're extremely lethal because you just can't even bounce back from just the constant pressure and and the plays that they will do. They are a very deadly team, but on the flip side, they are also a team that can at points just not their their goal scoring is just sometimes non-existent. And if you have to put the pressure then on you know Nikki versus Pizzle, you know in that and and their defense versus their defense, I mean, yes, Keen is a very good defenseman. But I think the the edge on like defensively kind of to me goes to Squirtle. So defensively, goaltending, I think Squirtle will have a little bit of the edge. And I my my prediction for the series will probably have to say Squirtle in. I'm gonna say Squirtle in six. But. I could very easily see it going to that seventh game, and I can see it very being very tight the whole way. I, I don't, I don't expect what happened last week, where you know, with with Squirtle versus the Acorns, where it was seven or a six to two win, then a uh, two nothing, and then back to a seven nothing win. Like, I, I don't see that happening. I see the these games being tight. I. Gonna say scored one six though. Um, I'm, I I said in the beginning I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I think the you're gonna see some six five games in this series, and it, it's gonna come down to like if Pizzle's not in net for the Squirtle squad and Nikki's in net, this could be you know nothing against the backup goalie for the Squirtle squad, but I mean Pizzle is the backbone of like their their back end. I and no no taking nothing away from the defense on the Squirtle squad. But, I mean, how many times has Pizzles probably saved their ass, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Pizzles, I mean, Pizzle in the season season was, was like, I believe top 10, or definitively top 10 in, like, save percentage and, and also shots against as well. Shots faced. He was actually second in shots faced. So, I mean, I'm not... And 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 then and then if you're having a faceoff battle all game with Keenis and Furry, I don't know what it is. But Keenis doesn't lose faceoffs. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But I mean, if you can't start the puck against a lineup that may have be Teske, Green, and and Keenis, I mean, you're you're probably going to do a lot of chasing with the puck. Um, I know that Shotzi is just going to really you know let me hear it if I'm wrong, but I got Rockham in. Six. I just think the Rockham Sockham's depth is better than the Squirtle Squad, and, and yes, the Squirtle Squad have Hoots, they have Shotzi, they have B Dang, they have um, 
hear me out. I don't know. I'm missing one person. Uh, either way, there is depth there, but I think Rock'em Sock'em has more depth, and I think it's going to be a key factor in this series. Rock'em and six. That's fair. I don't think anyone is necessarily outside of uh, you know, outside of Chassis and and the Swirl Squad. I don't think anyone necessarily is going to say that that's a anything outlandish. Like anything that either of us said there. I mean, it can go absolutely any way. And I I can see you giving the edge to to Rockham, and I definitely understand that. I just I think I have faith a little bit in in uh, Shotzi and um. And that de- and that that goaltending and defense. So, and for the record, I'm all prepared to hear another voice clip if they Squirtle Squad went on to win this series. Trust me, I'm all ready for it. Because <laughs> you know, Shotzi will friggin' tag me every day about it, and that's okay because <laughs> he'd be allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that covers up round one or round two predictions. You know, playoffs are fun. Um, tonight we got our award nominees um, announced on the uh, media show. I mean, I did my voting earlier today. Um, we can go over some of the awards and, and the nominees. And I don't, I, I don't know if I want to say who I voted for yet. I don't, I'll wait till maybe the awards are now announced, and then I can tell you who I voted for. But, um, I mean, there's no surprise to the people who have been nominated for most of these awards, like the Hart Trophy. Uh, Cien, if you want to name the nominees of the Hart Trophy. Uh, okay, so so we're not, we're going to go in Hart, and then you're going to, I'm assuming, just kind of. I just, I'm just, I'm just shooting off okay. saying any. I, I wasn't award. sure if we were going to go in the order and I, yeah. of the, the, like, document and whatnot. But so of, uh, so for the Hart, scroll down, the Hart Memorial Trophy, uh, and this are these. Or these names are not in any specific order. Uh, these literally every time that you open up the form, they're fully randomized. So none of that, none of that shit there. So uh, Teskey from Rock'em Sock'em. Oh, won't go over any of the real stats, I guess. Keenis of also Rock'em Sock'em. Devin, uh, Devin Decibel and Heroic Duck of Witty Bandits. And Shotzi of... The Squirtle Squad. So yeah, pretty much the five names you would expect to be nominated for the heart. Um, I mean, I if you could find me another name that probably deserved to be in that list over those five, I I would want to hear your argument. Um, I mean, I, I honestly I look at those five names and I can't pick anyone else who was more valuable to their team and and like one of the best players in the league. So, I I'm I'm okay with that nominee list. Um, yeah, I. But the only other the only but, other but, person but, I heard. But, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. But yeah, the only person I would maybe put in there is Green. But I mean, Teske was doing all the goal scoring. Yeah. Well, so that's what I that's what I was going to say is that um, there was an argument for Green to be for actually Green to be on that list, um, but. At the end of the day, that's um, I'm not going to go into every little aspect of why yeah. you know each person might have considered you know one to be on there versus the other, but 
Um, Green could have also been on there. Uh, just another, like I said, just another good guy. Another great player, second in the league in goal scoring. I think only four behind. Uh, only four behind Teske, so yeah. very close. But I think that's what put, if if I had to guess, it would be just the goals that did lead Teske to go in there over Green. I'm not sure. I'm not speaking for anybody. They both are great players, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, good luck to those people for the Hart Trophy. Uh, the Vesna. I mean, I think we all know who will probably walk away with this, but we should read the nominees, so CN. So, yep, so the nominees are uh, Shaner of the Acorns, uh, Scorcher of the Stinky Doodles, I think it's, I think he pronounces it E and G, uh, 915 of the Mullet Patrol, J Pizzle 33 of Squirtle Squad and Nedens X98 of the Trashers. Um, he, I will just say this very quickly. Uh, Nedens faced alongside of alongside Shaner and Fizzle. He faced an absolutely absurd amount of shots and had a pretty decent save percentage for himself. So, shout out to him there. Yeah, I mean. You don't always have to have the best winning record to be the best goalie in the league. I mean, you know, you look at some of the goalies in the NHL that walked away with the Vesna, and they weren't exactly on the best teams, but, man, they were, like, the best part of their team. And the only reason why their team went anywhere, like, uh, for example, uh, Jose Theodore winning the Hart Trophy for the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, I know, it's far back. You were a kid that time. But, yeah, he... Like, of all the names that were playing in the league that year, Jose Theodore won the Hart Trophy and then never did anything since after that. So <laughs> it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, goalies, it, it doesn't matter what team you're on. If the goalie has just busted his ass off and has good numbers, you know, you, you could be recognized for your work. For sure. Uh, Ned and set himself a decent season. I think if he was on another team, he might have even had a significantly better season as well. So um, shout out to Ned like I said. Hey, uh, I now think the, we know who's worse yeah. is, though. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm not going to say anything, yeah, but I, I think it's probably that. pretty unanimous. Those, who know, those yeah. who know, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty unanimous. But uh, now we're going with the best defenseman, the, uh, the Norse. Um, so CN, read off those ones. Oh. Uh, Turk 609 of the Stinky Doodles, Classic Cujo, who I believe now also changed his name again. I have no idea what it is, but Cujo of the Squirtle Squad, Heroic Duck of Bandits, excuse me, Keenest of, I'm having a blank, Rock of Sockham, and Dirty Dan of the Stinky Doodles as well. Yeah, and I look at that list, and I mean, I, I got no problem with the list. I think we all know who's unanimously going to walk away with that one. But um, uh, is there anyone on that list you thought maybe could have been on there over those names? Um, No, I mean, so full disclosure, I did make the majority of the list, um, and then in combination with other members of media, um, and, and, you know, kind of going through and 
there were, uh, I won't say, you know, who, but through the whole list, there were plenty of names that, you know, maybe I had said on there that taken off or vice versa. Uh, I think just the Norris is another, is one that is pretty like these top five are the top five. I think uh, dirty Dan had himself a, a really good back half, back half of the season. Uh, or post-trade uh, deadline, at least, that carried his numbers all the way in. I mean, he has a very, he is a very good uh, set of numbers as well. Um, I don't see any, personally, don't see any on there that I think maybe deserve any more credit than the other, um, outside of the probably unanimous vote. So, Yeah. Like, I'm looking at the list, and I mean, I can't see anyone who deserves to get on this list past these guys, but I think we know who's going to run away with this award. But it's good to know that, you know, there's a couple of names here that, you know, don't normally get mentioned made this list because you always, because this is probably the first time in a while you didn't see Odd Guy get nominated. And to be fair, he just didn't play enough games and showed enough this season. Yeah, he didn't have a bad season, but he didn't have the season like he had the past two seasons. Yeah, um, he was a back-to-back winner. Um, yeah, the past few seasons. So, and you would also see a guy like Marty, but him being part-time, it would have been pretty hard to get a part-time guy nominated for an award. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely happened um, for sure. It, it, yes, it's definitely happened. Like, um, I mean, a part-time guy won Calder one season so yeah, yeah. so i mean uh, it, it's definitely it's definitely happened it's, definitely it, it's possible. possible it's just tough when you play when when the name on here when the names on this list did what they did and they weren't part-time so exactly yeah okay uh let's see what else we got here oh the gm of the year this is not like the captain it's the gm which is are you looking at jack adams or general manager General manager. Okay, the general manager so, is the, like, top, like... Captain. Yeah, the top guy. Yeah, 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 the top guy. And then the other one is, like, the captain. Like the, the yeah, yeah, the, like, oh. co-captain. Yeah, yeah it, the, the fact that we call him co-captain, like, captain and co-captain now or a little, get a little... Yeah, confused. it should be owner and GM. I, it I be believe it used GM. to be owner and then captain, um, which did make it a little bit easier to kind of go by. But well, regardless, that's just the names it is. I, I think everyone yeah, yeah, understands how yeah. that kind of works. Yeah, yeah. So I, the nominees are Furry Pujols of the Squirtle Squad, um, taking over once John took the boot. Because I was it John's team or was it Furry's team? Uh, I was it I was can't. John's team to to be okay. Impressed. Yeah, okay. So so Furry took over the helm, got Shotzi as a, to take over as the captain, and you know they still never looked back. They kept that second spot basically all season. Um, Miniwick with the. F- um, Friendship squad. Then you have Mikey with mullet, Nikki with the Rock'em Sock'em, and Heroic Duck with uh, the, the Bandits. I mean, it's tough. You got to pick five names out of 10 teams. Was a little surprised to see Mini Wick on the list. And has nothing against you, Wiki. I just, I, I'm very surprised to see you nominated. Obviously, I don't think you're going to run, a, you're going to leave with the award. But um, I'm not trying to start anything, but I think I could have put a name over Mini Wick in this list. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair uh, point. Um, and I think 
you know, kind of, I think what it came down to was uh, just the fact that, you know, his team did end up in fifth, right? Um, yeah. And, yeah, and also, yeah, by it. the way, I mean, like, he had to deal with the fact that, I mean, they drafted Killswitch in the second, or was that the, that was the second round, right? And then him not playing the back half, or the back, like, two-thirds of the season, right? Um, so to, to see Wick... Be able to, you know, Wick and Soth, um, be able to move this, you know, team and continue this to care or have this team be competitive and be, you know, at least the middle of the pack. I think that's that's kind of what put him in uh for that. Yeah. And it's funny you got heroic duck here, but I'm pretty sure LeBronco did all the work. So LeBronco should be nominated. Um uh, but well hey, yeah, get to that we'll get to that <laughs> award, but um I mean, you know, you had your team in number, you know, the the first place. I mean, I don't think you could be left off of that. It it once again though, it is a little tough with having to pick five names. I'm right? just, I'm yeah, I'm just ribbing on. Oh, I know. Kind of oh like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, um, I'm just kind yeah. of building off of that as well. And then moving on, we got the Jack Adams, which is your co-captain. Well, we'll call him your co-captain because they're, you know, that's. That's what I'm calling him, Captain Co-Captain. Um, so the nominees are Lavinka from the Dumb Stars, uh, Lazar from Mullet Patrol, Shotzi from the Squirtle Squad, Lebronto from the Bandits, and uh, Green from the Rock'em Sock'em. I look at this list, and I get I I guess I can get why Ludvinka is there because you look at all the other co-captains. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I, I maybe I'm replacing lead with rack. That's uh that's that's a fair point of thing. I, again, I just I think it uh it what kind of ends up happening um a little bit of I guess insight into the awards voting for uh for this one here. So on all the awards, if you had watched the show, you could see that there was some stats. And uh, for the owners, for for the general manager and the Jack Adams, um, there there are no stats. But it does a lot of times end up being like who was able to basically, you know, be there for your team, play as many games as possible, and also be like a decent player and help your team out. Um, I believe it needs to be more based on who really helped run the team or make decisions or do whatever. But, you know, of course not everybody has insight to, or has enough insight into like all of uh, what's going on behind the scenes with each team. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, for me, the reason Ludvinka would be in there over like maybe rack would just be uh, like games played. Um, showing that he was there. Now I know Rack was there. Um, I know there was maybe some, you know, some uh, interesting things going on with the Stinky Doodles, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think everyone on there to me is deserving of at least some form of recognition. I think we had a really good overall, good group of captains and co-captains this season. Overall. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'm not going to get to all the awards here, but uh, I'll round off a couple more here. The Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. Basically, it's the most sportsmanlike person on and off the ice, which uh, you hardly take any penalties. Um, you're not a toxic fuck in the chat rooms. You get nominated for this award. Um, I'm a former Lady Bing winner. Uh, I am I am also a former... Oh, I was a snuggle. And, and, a, and a teddy bear guy. And I then, as well. 
and then I let it all get to my head, and now I'm a cocky prick, but nope. just kidding. Same here, dude. <laughs> Same here. If you go back to but, season, uh, uh, I think it was season nine, season eight or nine? Nine? Yeah. I, and I won the Lady Bing and Snuggles as well, I think just like you did the, the next season. Yeah. Yeah. So nominees for the Lady Bing. I mean, I look at this list, and there's a lot of sweethearts on this list. Uh, Maserati. Like, I mean, has anyone have ever had a problem with Maserati? Like, No. I mean, guy shows up, he, you know, he loses a game. He'll say, good game. Good job, guys. Um, Wong Tong Chu. I have never been at a party with him, but I never see him really say anything in the chat room. Is he active in the chat room? Um, um, so I've never been at a party with him. We'll, we'll get to We'll get to that. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Motor City Mad Mad, I know for a fact that this guy is an awesome dude. Like, he sent me a message, and I didn't see it right away because it was one of those, oh, this un, you know, this non-friend guy tried to send you a message request. And then, you know, with the way the new Discord is, um, I was a, they, they fixed it up so I could see that stuff. And he said, hey, man, I love your pod. It's a great show. Keep doing all the stuff. And I said, man, thank you very much. And then, you know, he goes on the ice, and he performs very well. So, Yeah. And then you got Mr. Bruin, which, you know, I gave him a lot of flack in the beginning of the season. And, you know, he honestly just played the game. He never, you know, made a big stink about it. You know, he gave me a couple, you know, chirps about how I say his name. And rightfully so. I was saying it like a freaking douchebag. But he still went on the ice. He played very well. He was probably one of the big pieces why the Stinky Doodles were able to turn their season around after a very rough start. Um, and he was able to stay out of the box for the most part, which is pretty crazy because, um, you know, usually your centers are, are, you know, your centers are usually very vulnerable to taking a lot of penalties. Unfortunately, you know, fortunately for him, that wasn't the case. And then Mikey, you know, I mean, Mikey's always been a cool guy, um, probably stoned half the time or drunk <laughs> half the time, but, you know, he's not toxic or anything. And he's a very good player on the ice. So I have no problem with anyone on this list. I don't know who you would replace him with. I'm sure there was other guys that did well and are nice people in the chat room. But I have no problem with this list. Yeah, so the, the some of the requirements, uh, so like like you said at the beginning of that, uh, some of the requirements for that were also the penalty minutes, right? So uh, as you were mentioning, you're, you haven't really seen Wong in chat. Um, he is a, a very good dude and does, uh, you know, he, he has been around some of the LMs a lot and gotten enough... Um, you know, some recognition for, for his, uh, uh, how good of a guy he is. He doesn't say too much in chat, I will say, um, but he, he had, like, no penalty minutes that whole season. He had four in his 16 games, so, uh, you know, his, I definitely think, got, you know, his, his, his naming on there got carried a little bit by the, uh, by the uh, penalty minutes and just being a, a very good player, um, Motor is such a such a fucking good dude. Uh, so thank you, Sin, on that. I, I I love that. I don't have any problem with any of these names at all. Yeah, and I'll get to the last one that I think of importance. Uh, the Selkie Award, which is the best two way player. I want to say probably the best. That's kind of how the Selkie is. Your best two way player while while excelling 
let me let me get it right here. Yeah. <laughs> Ward is a forward who best excels in the defensive aspects of the game, but also contributes offensively. So, aka Patrice Bergeron. I mean, that's probably what they should rename that award to in the NHL. But and I'm then you know you look at this you look at this list, and yeah, I got no problem with this. Um, kind of shocked. To not see Devin on the list, but I mean, there his numbers probably weren't as good, like in the 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 defensive aspect of the game. I guess maybe, maybe I'm thinking maybe maybe Devin's just an offensive guy. I don't know. Sorry, Devin, but you're nominated for the heart, so you've had to do something good. But you got Mister Bruin. Mikey, Rubber Ducky, who's always nominated for this award because he is probably one of the best two-way wingers in the league. Uh, Alfredson, who's now Captain Gale Lewis, which was a steal of a trade for uh, the Rock'em Sock'em when they got him. And then Floppy Whale Meat, who went 18-3 and with... Uh, with 94 takeaways... Um, I wish I could see the giveaways, but the the giveaways aren't actually like definitely on there. The there is that ratio. Yeah, I mean, um, he's got the yeah. one point two three uh, interceptions plus takeaways to giveaways. I mean, he he had a very. I, I don't remember the number off the top of my head of his giveaways, but it was, um, yeah. All of these guys had not a ton of giveaways, um, and and yeah. ended up like having a decent bit of, like 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 I'm looking and like I didn't really like. It's so hard. It's browse stats on the website, so I'm glad you did the work. But I'm looking at Mikey for a guy who's not a center to be a 61.4 faceoff man, and I'm pretty sure that probably led the league in faceoffs. I don't know how many games he played at center. He uh, he played. I think he only played right wing, like either like two, maybe three nights. Yeah. So to, so to be over 60 percent faceoffs, I mean, Mikey, maybe you are a center. Get off the wing. Oh, he's a oh, he's a definite center. I, I don't. I, he played center like the whole season. He's he's always a center, and I don't know what the. Not sure where you're getting this information from, but uh, <laughs> but no, he's he's a great player for for on the defensive aspect. He's uh, been up there for the Selkie for the last now I guess three, maybe even more seasons. I just know three for fact, uh, including this season. Yeah. Kind of shocked to not see Rack on this list, but he didn't have the season that he normally does. Um, maybe Rack needs to go back to center too. Yeah, I'd say Rack, Rack was. I would say Rack was playing majority left wing, and um, and that's so the, that also kind of goes with the the point of, uh, about Devin Despel. Um, he is a very good player defensively as well. Um, but on this Booty Bandits team, he took more of a offensive role, and he uh, he had an absurd amount of giveaways. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know if he led the league in it, but it was yeah. really close if he did. Or if he didn't, so, um, you know that combined yeah. with not as good defensive yeah. numbers as he did last season, just as what you know, maybe he he might have been like number, you know, like if we were putting them on in order, he he might have been one of the next people on there for sure. But yeah, no, I got no problem with this list. I mean, these are all very. You know, you look at this list, and I see only one guy who didn't play center, and that's like Robert Ducky, but he's always nominated for this award because he is a very great playing um each night uh, like the whole entire ice. Um 
and then everyone else is a center. So it, it's pretty cool, you know, Ducky's always getting on this list over centers in the league. Yeah. So um, I think that should be about it. You know, we covered the uh, round one, went over round two, talked about some of the awards. Um, and now we get to round two and your guys are going to go out and play the Beauty Bandits tomorrow night and hopefully steal one. Um, I'll be looking forward to watching those games. Um, I'm sure you will. Also, good luck to the Squirtle Squad and the Rock'em Sock'em. I'm hoping to see a bunch of those games too. Please stream. Please have your VODs. It makes me have notes so much better for the show. Um, you know, if I have to go on website and what I see and the eye test, uh, it's really tough to run a pod like that. So I'd like to see action. I like to have notes. And I'm sure seeing the same way too. Like, you know, you don't want to have a podcast where we just sit here and read the website and just say, oh, they're good because there's stats with this. No, we want to see what happened in those games. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree for sure. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a little tough of me still being in the playoffs. I, I don't know that I, how much I'm going to be able to watch um, because I, I, I will definitely be, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be watching uh, my my team series, um, you know, uh, on Thursday. Um, not sure, you know, exactly quite yet what else I'm playing, but uh, if I can, I'll I'll get some eyes on both uh, on both series. But this is this is just another season of of really good games and good series. I mean, this is the top four teams in the in the regular season. Yeah, sure, we didn't have any upsets in the, these this first round, but. These are all very good teams, and it's making for but this. But this is why you play the season because yeah. you want to get one of those top four seeds because you give yourself a chance of moving on to round two. And once you get to round two, I mean, you're just one series away from making the finals, and anything can happen. You know, they, you know, they always say in the hockey playoffs, round one's always the toughest test because you're playing a team that might have just worked their ass off to get in. And you don't know what you're going to expect. So once you get the, you know, you get round one out of the way, you kind of start to settle in maybe, possibly. But uh, yeah, you know, I picked all four top teams to win their series last week. And, uh, you know, I I picked a game that ended five. I picked I picked the series that ended five. Seven, and they all ended in six. So that just goes to show, like, you, you could make all the predictions you want and look at it on paper. When you go out and you see these series played on the ice, I mean they're they're a lot closer than you think people than you think they will be. Yeah. So with that being said, there, CN, uh, I think we'll wrap this up. Um, Super Bowl this weekend. Who's your pick? Oh, I think I got the Chiefs. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I told Furry this before. Um, you know the Forty ers got lucky twice against the Packers and the Lions. They got so lucky. If they're down double uh, double two touchdowns or even like 17 points against the Chiefs, they're not coming back. They're not coming back. And Patrick Mahomes has just been money these playoffs. Like he like his percentage his completion percentage is just ridiculous in the playoffs so far. So yeah, San Francisco's defense is absolutely scary and terrifying. But Patrick Mahomes just finds a way to win, man, and I just can't bet my money against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, for sure. 
I, I don't want the Chiefs to win, but I see it happening. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want any of them win. Can a fucking meteor hit the stadium? Not when anybody's in it, but can we just not play it this season, please? And I don't want any of these motherfuckers to win. Furry's going to be insufferable if they win. The Chiefs, the Chiefs' entire fucking aspect of that team, don't let it happen. Okay. I don't really care who wins. I'm just saying I can't, I can never put money against Patrick Mahomes. He's just, um, you know, you, you look at the level of quarterback and then take nothing away from Brock Purdy, but it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> So that will wrap it up. Um, I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed the show. I want to thank to everybody this season who, you know, even if you listen to one episode of my podcast, you know, thank you for spending the time to listen to it. I like making this. I get paid nothing for this. I have no ad revenue coming from this. I do this out of my own time because I love this league and I like, I love this community. I love you guys. So, you know, as long as you show your love i'll keep doing this um like i said good luck to the teams tomorrow night um hope you guys have a fun super bowl weekend uh you enjoy the game um you laugh at all the commercials and uh you know for cn me i'm westy uh we'll see you next week boys peace